And just like that, it is Thursday, heading into a motoless weekend. But here we go. We will take it all the same. We can sit around and drink some beers. What we can do? Sit around, pound some brouhaha's. That's what the Big Forty Nine will be doing. Because there is no moto to cover this weekend, and I, I don't even think we're doing a moto show. I think we are just going to take the weekend off and strap it up and get ready for next weekend, where we will debut. The brand new Big 49 broadcast tent facility, and that will be at Fox Raceway at Pala. Myself, the Moto Man, Jason from Honda Yamaha Redlands, and Bookie Kyle all going to be in the house. We will be back in the, it's like the pits area is where you will find us when we broadcast out there. We will not be out there on Vendor Row, but uh, stoked to be there right by the starting line. All the riders got to go right by the Big 49 broadcast to get in and out of the track, and it's a great time. We also always run across the greatest moto broadcaster in the history of moto. His name is Jason Wyget. He, he is the Weege. He is a friend of the 49. We will see him out there. We typically run into Rhino out there. We'll talk to him, and you never know who's going to stop by the Big 49 uh, pop-up broadcast facility. So it will be cool to... Uh, get out there and get into it. I know Moto's getting out there on Friday. I may even get out there on Friday. Holy Lord, I might have a clear day to get out there on media day. We will see if I do that or not. But that is all coming up here next week on the Big 4-9. And it is going to be a good, good time. Right now, today, though, speaking of good time, we got probably the happiest, most awesome dude on the moto circuit. His name is Aaron Plessinger. The crowd loves this guy. We love this guy. No one doesn't love Aaron Plessinger. And he was back this week after a couple of weeks of injury. And not only back, but back on the podium. And it's always good to see AP up on the box. And we will talk to him about this season and this race and everything Utah all coming up here in moments. Now, outside of Aaron Plessinger, I got lots to talk about. It's kind of what I do. I ramble and bamble. I also came up with a a, a new idea. I am going to do this. I'm going to have some, probably a few days off, actually, believe it or not, in the very near future. And I am going to sit down and I am going to do a couple of just podcasts. They will not air on the Big 49. I'm going to make a couple of podcasts And I'm going to tell my ghost stories. I'm like, they're long. And I'm going to give you my history, my paranormal history. And I'm going to make them into probably, it'll probably be three podcasts. Because there's three separate incidents of my life where I get into it. And one of them will be revealing all on my current job. Where I've had a lot of paranormal stuff going on there. Very old facility. And I'm finally going to spill the beans on all of that. So I've got three really good ones coming up that will just be podcasts. So if you're like, oh, God, this moron's talking about ghosts. If you're not into that, you just don't have to go to the podcast. And if you are into the podcast and you're not into it, you can just skip that podcast because they will clearly be noted, these bonus podcasts that are coming up. And the Stretch Show runs anywhere podcasts are served Monday through Friday. Now, enough of my ramblings. I got a renaming of the Weenie Mobile, and I don't know if I'm happy with that. I don't know if I like that. I got a way that the Popo are cracking down on those dumbass illegal motorcycle riders, the guys that do the street takeovers. Yeah, I don't know if I'm happy with that one. It is uh, kind of, well, shady. I don't like those guys. I like that the, what the Popo are doing. It's I'm down with the Popo on this one. I have a... A 26-year-old woman in Ohio that has decided to attempt to take the express train to hell. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just take it straight to hell. I'm guessing. I mean, I'm not the judge here, but I'm going to tell you the story, then you can decide. And it's beginning to be in the judge. We got a mother-in-law who probably doesn't really like her daughter-in-law, and they have a baby, and that baby doesn't really look like her son. So mother-in-law starts poking, 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 poking. And, well, she probably shouldn't have poked. Probably shouldn't have poked that hornet's nest because now it's blowing up in her face. It's a really good story. And then another beer getting some backlash for something they did. And this all went down about the same time as the Bud Light one. But the attention has been so on the Bud Light one, no one's talked about Miller Light. And I'm going to tell you about Miller Light trying to be woke and, and now not backing down either and expect some repercussions for them as well. 
So here we go. It all starts now. It is the stretch show on a Big 49. Coming up, Aaron Plessinger from the Red Bull KTM team. Big 49, it is the stretch show. And right now we are sitting down with the dude up on the podium unexpectedly this week. And I say unexpectedly this week because he's been injured the last couple weeks and we didn't know if he was going to be back or not. And then here he is and he's up on the podium. His name is Aaron Plessinger, big AP from that Red Bull KTM team. And AP, good to see you up there, man. A uh, little crazy struggle going on early in the in the, the heat race, but you got through that. Uh, walk us through just your vibes on tonight, getting on the box a good way to end the season and you know your your journey getting back onto the track after the last couple weeks plus racing in the rain tonight that had to be good for you as well nah yeah it feels good to cap the season off uh with the podium um obviously yeah went down a couple weeks ago and and uh didn't know if i was gonna make it back but um yeah we started riding um Actually, the first day, I, first day I was back, I only made it like 13 laps and, oh, and wow. called it a day, and then and then rode like a half a day outdoors after that, and then uh, took a little break, and then um, we we're back at it. So okay. uh, still a little sore, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy day. The clouds kept rolling in, rolling out. It was cold, hot, cold, yeah, hot. Yeah. It was like if we were in the Midwest, I'd I'd be expecting a, a tornado. Yeah. Um, but it was it was definitely weird. Um, when the rain started coming down, yeah, I was, eh, because this track is always like concrete or glass, and okay. uh, I could have dealt without that. <laughs> okay. But um, no, nah, it was fun when we uh, when the gate dropped for the heat race. It was it was still pretty rideable, and yeah. uh, the whoops were a little bit sketchy. Uh, as you can see, I took out the the bales and the <clears throat> the camera. Yeah, we did but, see that. But <laughs> um, now nah, we rebounded pretty good, I'd say, and uh, got second in the main. So I'm uh, I'm pumped to to cap it off like this. All right, we're, we're not letting you off that easy. Exactly what happened when you took out the hay bales and the camera? Because it's like you just went straight through that turn, man. Like everyone else taking the berm, uh, turning around, going back with the course, and AP just went whoop right off the end, Dukes of Hazard style. I was just giving the fans a show, man. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was racing Chase hard, and and yeah. you know, this this year it was just when Chase is behind me, you know, I just tend to come off the bike a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was I, I just was thinking i hope this looks cool because it doesn't feel cool <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of not feeling cool let's talk a little bit about your uh injury uh right now we know you're still hurt you're still banged up what exactly is going on with you i know you're not 100 percent, but you gave it all you had tonight the fans appreciate the hell out of that but uh what's happening with you health wise right now yeah i think it's just bruising in my my hips and in my groin okay. um yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> it's not that it like hurts like crazy, it's just there yeah. and and it's like uh I don't know, every time I seat bounce something or or, okay. or case something or um yeah. it's just yeah, I mean and and ten like I don't I don't really like stuff down that way uh <laughs> hurting too much. It just makes me nervous. So uh no, nah, it's just like I don't know, it feels like a deep, deep bone bruise. So um okay. It's a little sore right now, but it's it's whatever. I can ride a dirt bike, so. All right, so you're good to go then. But uh, being able to ride a dirt bike and being able to ride at your highest level is another thing. We are right around the corner from outdoors, so are you uh, healthy enough to really give it a solid go right out of the box and, and make a run for the championship? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would say... I would say by the time outdoors gets here, I'll be healthy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, I can make 235, so um, <laughs> okay. how fast, I'm not sure just yet. We'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to get to Paula to see, but I right. uh, feel good doing them, so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, uh, I'm pumped to uh, get Supercross over with and um, to be headed outdoors. I'm, I'm right. ready for a uh, long, hot summer, and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. 
All right, AP, you are still a little banged up, though, tonight. We know you're not feeling 100%, but you look damn good out there on the bike outside of that one turn where you crashed through the hay bales. Uh, we'll forget about that one. But here you are uh, coming into tonight knowing you're probably not 100%. And what was your expectation for tonight? What was your thought? Am I getting on the podium? Am I just going to put in a good race and see what happens? What were your expectations before the gate dropped this evening? Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, as that's why I didn't race last weekend is okay. because I knew I was I was uh, really really sore still and okay. and I didn't I had rode that week and I didn't really feel like I was I was up to par to make it you know yeah twenty minutes plus one lap and yeah. and I didn't want to get out there and and make it way too sore and then just be rolling around you know I, yeah. I wanted to come out here and and race for a win. Um, yeah. Obviously, I was doing that in the heat race. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I got a good start for for what uh, what gate pick I got, and um, yeah. yeah, we did some battling. So I'm I'm happy with where I ended up. Um, yeah. Obviously, Chase was stellar tonight. Yeah. Um, Justin, me, Justin, and, and Adam had a had a really good battle going there about yeah. halfway through, and and uh, it was fun. It was just. I don't know. It was, it was one of the funnest races I've had this year. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know what my expectations were. I guess yeah. come out here and try to win. But um, yeah, I'll I'll take uh, I'll take second. <laughs> All right, and let's uh, look back on the year. AP, it is over. Supercross is behind us. We're heading into outdoors. What are your takeaways on this season? What, what do you uh, think? Are you happy with how it went? Uh, walk us through your recap of the season. Um. I don't know. It was, it was a good season. Okay. Uh, obviously, kind of up and down, but yeah. you know, I got a lot of fourth places, uh, two podiums. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of similar to what I've had in seasons past, but okay. uh, um, I don't know. Given last year, I. Uh, I don't know. I'm just happy to be racing, and okay. um, I my season got cut short at seventh round that or last year, and and I wasn't able to to race, and then I was coming into outdoors, half of my fitness just kind of gone, and okay. um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to be out here, and and um, it was a it was a good season yeah. to say the least. I, I led a lot of laps. I think like like 20 laps or something like that yeah. with, without winning a race. So. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. uh yeah, crazy stats, but um it was a, it was a good fun season. I'll take away, you know, how how to lead a race and okay. and <laughs> right. Now nah, I'm I'm pumped with it and uh already looking forward to next year. All right, AP, congratulations on wrapping up the season with a podium and looking really really good. Thank you for your time, man. We appreciate the hell out of you. Best of luck to you in the outdoor season. Thank you. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you for giving us the time. We appreciate it, and we will see you at uh, Fox Raceway here in a couple of weeks, man. Good luck to you there. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The first World Supercross Power Rankings are out after the wrap-up of the Supercross season. And, of course, Chase Sexton is sitting at the number one spot, having won the championship for the Supercross. Eli Tomac, listed as injured, is sitting at number two. And Kenny Roxon is at number three, who was also injured but isn't listed as injured on this report. Justin Barsha at four, who is also listed as injured. Adam C. and Cirillo at five. Cooper Webb at six, listed as injured. Dean Wilson at seven, Justin Hill at eight, and Aaron Plessinger is sitting all the way down at number nine after getting on the podium at the last round. And rounding out the top ten is that rookie of the year, Colt Nichols. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show right now. It's fun to see. Here's what happened. We all know the Bud Light controversy happened and all the backlash that happened from it. And all the other beer manufacturers just sat back and were like, oh man, get the popcorn and let's watch this. Well, now somebody's dug into an advertisement that came out in March of this year for uh, celebrating Women's History Month, where Miller Lite 
apparently had the same focus group. Apparently, these Harvard idiot marketing director moron dumb shits and their CIA operative freaking CEOs <laughs> can't make this crap up. They all had a research group and they all realized, oh my God, the beer brands aren't growing and it's because uh, we can't get women and, and gay guys to buy beer like we should because that's where the growth's going to come from because we're tapped out. Guys that drink beer, drink beer. And everybody's kind of got their beer and people got their favorites. And obviously, judging by the market size, Bud Light and Budweiser were, were the number one. They dominated the, the shares. They also were the kings of brilliant advertising for years and years, my entire lifetime. Close number two to that was the Miller Beer Company. They were really good at number two in advertising. And they did a lot of similar uh, humor and ridiculousness and really hot women to promote their brands. Well, they decided that we needed to show growth. So how do you get growth? We got we got the guys. These idiots are going to stay here and drink the beer no matter what we do. That right there is the key takeaway you need to take away from this conversation. They all took for granted the dudes that drink beer on the day-in, day-out basis. And they realized there's no growth to this. There's no upside to this. We're not going to get more men. We're not going to get more dudes. So we're going to branch out. And then... Bud Light tried it, and they went with the tranny, and that blew up in their face. And this hasn't blown up in Miller's face, but I think it should because they have the same message that they gave to their people. It's basically, F you. You're going to be here. We don't care about you. We're going to go get new people. And the new people they went after, instead of transvestites, they decided to go after women. And by doing it, they bring in this lady comedian, and she's funny and, and whatever, and she says, basically, the whole ad campaign was about us. We're going to... Oh, she's got a great quote in here. She says, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry shit. And it's her taking cardboard cutouts of all these hot women wearing like Miller Lite swimsuits and holding cans of Miller Lite and then throwing them into a shredder. And they weren't just Miller Lite ones. They also had uh, Budweiser ones and Coors ones and every other beer company that does it because every company, uh, every beer company's done it because you know what guys like? Really hot women in beer. You put the two together, it's a win-win. And now they're all feeling like they've wrong because everyone's getting so PC woke BS. They feel like, oh no, we have to make right for the, uh, for the past. And so they did a whole advertising campaign with a female comedian where they go back and shred the past and trash the past and talk about basically there's a new day and age and women are coming and the whole joke was they were going to shred all of this into fertilizer and then use it to grow hops for women beer farmers and that Miller would be the drink of women. So that's where they were going to get their growth. That was the joke of it. Not incredibly whatever. I mean, I'm not offended by it in any way. But I don't think they should be let off the hook any more than the the Budweiser Dancer wasn't let off the hook for their trans thing. This is the same thing. This is the same exact thing. They said F you to the beer drinking dude public. And they said you're an idiot. And uh, the line of the whole entire commercial is that women shouldn't have to mud wrestle to sell beer. Well, and by the way, just so you know, Miller in the past, Miller's had Pam Anderson and Sofia Vergara as spokespeople or models for their beer. Do you know what those two women have in common? They are effing smoking hot. They're not just like, hey, that's a good looking woman. That's like sex symbol icon status, these women. And you know what men like? Sex symbol icons. I've mentioned it this week. There's nothing wrong with any type of body type, but there is something about an incredibly gorgeous human being that people of the opposite sex like to look at and be like, oh my God, I wanna bang them. They're so hot. That's the hottest person I've ever seen. Men do it, women do it, but men, it works in marketing. It's what men like, especially the beer drinking public. They like boobs and hot chicks and freaking dumb humor. It's dudes, and when these companies are like, it, it's not okay to be a dude anymore. It's not with these people. And now uh, Miller's digging their heels in and they're like, F you, there's nothing absolutely wrong or offensive about this program. 
and we're sticking to it. There is nothing remotely controversial about us telling all of our customers to suck a fat D and then telling us what idiot knuckle-draggers we were in the past and now we're gonna fix it. No, that's everything wrong with that message. It's not controversial, it's modern wokeness. Go, freaking give, go woke, go broke. That's, that's the rule. So I would love to see some fallout on the Miller people for this because it's a load of crap. Do not turn your back on your fan base, man. It's it's crazy. It's like the Big 49 going, all right, we got dudes that like rock and roll and motocross a lot. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go after the environmentalists now, the people that hate moto and want to destroy it. I'm going to go after them now. And I'm basically going to say, hey, uh, we're sorry that we've been gas-burning, oil-burning polluters here at the 49 forever, so now we're going to embrace these environmentalists. Yeah, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. There's going to be a commercial as soon as I get time to shoot it with the CEO of Big 49 Radio Incorporated, and his name is Stretch Ari, and he's going to come out and he's going to have titties and beer and midgets and everything awesome that the Big 49 loves. And he's going to vow to never change and to never embrace the dark side, which is the opposite of what we are. And that's what all these companies are doing. And I get it's Wall Street's fault because Wall Street pushes them to grow, grow, grow. If you're not growing, your stock price is plunging. When, you know what, hey, we don't really need to grow. We're, we're, we got a solid chunk of the market here. Let's just hold on to that. Let's cater to our core. Let's super serve our core and maintain that. And while everyone else's people bounce around, we'll get some brand loyalty. There's no brand loyalty anymore. It's like when you have cable and all of a sudden you get a thing in the mail or you see a commercial that your cable company is given $29 a month and you're like, wait a minute, I'm paying $139 a month. How are they giving it the service I have for $29? You call and say, I want that service. And they're like, yeah, F you. You're already a customer. We're just trying to get new customers. And you're like, no, I want that deal. And they're like, yeah, go, go suck a fat one. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go to another company. Well, that's the same thing with these beers at this point. When they do this crap, you got to go find another beer because they just told you, gave you the middle finger. You want the $29.99 special? That's how I ended up with fiber optic. I'm paying $39 a month for fiber optic after I had, I, for 25 years, I was a customer of what was Time Warner, which became Spectrum, and they had all these great deals, and I was paying $109 a month for effing internet in my house. And at one point, it was internet and TV, and then they cut the TV out of it and said, oh, no, 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 if you want TV, it's going to go up $69 more. And I'm like, no, I have both. And they're like, yeah, go suck it. At the time, they were the fastest internet provider in my neighborhood, so I held on. Then I got this fiber optic crap for $39 a month, and I called them and said, hey, remember when I called and you told me to suck it? Well, now blow it out your ass. I'm switching companies, and I'm never coming back. Go F yourselves. And that's what these people need to do with your beers, because that's what they're doing to you. Yeah, suck it. You're already here. You're already drinking our beer. Blow, blow me. That's what they're saying. I don't understand how people are not super serving their core. That's a thing you would do in radio. We were taught that. Know your audience. They would do these stupid practices. You'd bring a consultant in. God, you guys would love the heroic actions of Stretch in meetings with consultants. Because they would sit you down, and I would get a consultant. And he'd be like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to visualize the target demo, the audience, and imagine, I'm not talking to, into a microphone, I'm talking directly to this person. What do they look like? And they'd have you describe them, and then you would be like, we're having a conversation. I swear shit like this would happen. And then they would do stuff like, uh, Stretch, I want you, <laughs> this is a true thing, there's a guy that's a big time consultant that I hate. And we had this conversation in the show where I was kicking ass with a with a very mediocre show. And the guy comes in, I was producing, and he's like, Stretch, this show's like rough and hostile. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Stretch. Have you met me? And I go, but it's doing well. Yeah, well, here's what I want you to do. I don't know how you, you don't get people. To, I want you to get every day. I want you to give a hug to your listener and just get their attention by giving them a hug. And I said, hey, Fruit Loop. Every day I get their attention by punching them in the face. And then they I have their attention for the rest of the day. And then I blast this show right by them. And I blasted it into the top five in the 2554 demo. And no one else has ever been able to do that here. And he's like, oh, oh, that's so, I'm so serious. This conversation really took place. And they would do crap like that. And these people are idiots. 
and they have no idea what they're talking about, and they try to justify their jobs by shaking things up. You know what we're going to do? Forget those knuckle-dragging idiots that drink our product, the millions and millions of people that love us and have been loyal to our brand. Screw those guys. They're not going anywhere. They're too stupid to know. We're going to go branch out. We're going to get people that don't like our product, and we're going to have them, and we're going to get growth, and we're going to grow our stock prices. Yeah, blow me. Blow me. Miller, you're as bad or worse than anything anyone else has done, and you should be ashamed of yourselves, and I hope there's repercussion on all of you. That's what I hope, bastards. Super serve the core. Know your audience. Super serve your audience. I promise to always do that here in the Big 49. I am stretched. These beer companies are pissing me off. It's the Big 49. The man Entertainment report. Selma Hayek is still one of the hottest women in the world, and she's got 24 million Instagram followers to prove it. This week, she posted a video, and she's sitting on some kind of a set. Looks like she's having fun with her friends, and she's dancing around, and she's wearing only a bathrobe. I say only a bathrobe because there is clearly nothing underneath. As she dances, one of her boobs pops out. You can still see the video on Instagram. However, that boobie has been pixelated like a Japanese porn crutch. Zach Gallon, a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, did something that only another Arizona Diamondback has done in the last 20 years. That's hit a bird with a pitch while warming up. He's on the mound, throws a pitch, and hits a bird and kills it. And it flashes back to the time it happened in an actual game when Randy Johnson was pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks and crushed a dove with a fastball. It was crazy, and now it's happened again. Uh-oh, Vladimir Pooty Poot is in trouble. Remember how he runs around going, Bro, I have undefendable missile hypersonic. I will annihilate you. Well, six of his undefendable hypersonic missiles were neutralized by American artillery in the Ukraine this week. So apparently they're not as undefendable as Vladimir Putin says they are, and they're getting shot out of the sky like any other missile, and Pooty Poot is not very happy about it. The man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch show here on a Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday already. Friday, Friday, Friday. You know what that means? LCR, Last Chance Radio. I know Moto Man's there. I don't know if Kyle's going to be there. Kyle get a little flaky sometimes. He's like, I fell off my bicycle and I bruised my butt cheek. I can't sit in a chair for four hours and do a radio show. So I don't know. Maybe Kyle got a bruised butt cheek. Maybe he's not going to be there. I don't know. I know Moto Man will be there. Moto Man is the rock. He is the rock that the 49 sits upon. I tell you that. So listen to that tomorrow, 3 p.m. till 7 p.m. I'm not going to be around there. I'm going to do a radio show tomorrow. I'm going to do a stretch show. And I'm going to go take the weekend off and enjoy myself. Walk around, sun my bunghole like Moto Man out on my sun deck or something. I don't know. I do whatever I want. Let's talk about something fun here. Great story. And it is about a mother-in-law and she... Her son married a girl, and this girl is the one telling the story, and she's like, our baby was born, and both her and her husband, they are Caucasians with, uh, they both have brown eyes. Apparently, everyone in this family has brown eyes, yet this baby's born with green eyes. So the mother-in-law's like, oh, hell to the no, that is not your kid, and she's putting it in her son's ear, this is not your kid, and she starts telling the daughter-in-law, no one in our family has green eyes, she keeps making a point about it, to the point to where she's alluding that the daughter-in-law had sex with someone else, and that this is not her son's kid, therefore not her grandchild, and she keeps alluding to it, and alluding to it, so the, the, the husband's like, just ignore my mom, she's, you know, nosy and, and a busybody and whatever, just leave it alone. Her son is 29 years old, or 30 years old. Well, it keeps going on and on and on, to where the daughter-in-law is bothered by it. She goes, I want everyone in my family to know I would never cheat on my husband, and I want everyone to know that this is our baby, it's my baby and my husband's baby, and we just can't figure out how she got green eyes, how, and the genetics are weird, and, and, and they shake out at weird times. You know, you could have a baby and be a normal person and end up with a ginger Satan, satanic devil. That happens. Just normal people have have ginger devils. That that could happen. So it's just genetics are weird. You don't know. Well, here we go. The daughter finally gets so bothered by it. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to DNA test everyone. So she DNA tests 
the baby, and the son. And they get the results back. And everyone's tested. And apparently the, the, the parents had done the DNA testing thing as well. Well, something shocking happened after they tested these people. And it's not what you think. In fact, the real whoremonger, hoochie, 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 cheating uh, tramp in the family is the mother-in-law. That's what they found out. So when they test this baby just to shut the mother-in-law up, and they're going to say, look, no, we had her tested. It's, it's your kid. Ha, ha, ha. Well, they find out that the husband, this is the, the so the, the he is the baby daddy. The, the wife did not cheat on the husband, but he has now found out his father is not his father because his mother, the one that keeps dropping all the bombs on, I don't know, this baby's not like any one of my family. No one in our family has green eyes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you know who had green eyes? The dude you cheated on your husband with when you became pregnant with your son who is not really the son of your husband who he thought is his father for the last 30 years. Suck on that, mother-in-law. That's where they came up with it. This is some soap opera Jerry Springer stuff. We got to bring Springer back from the grave. Springer can rain on this one. You are not the father. Man, that's old. That's Maury Povich. We got to bring him back too. Maury's at least not dead. We get Maury to do this one. One last one, Maury. Come back. So the uh, now here's the best part. They have not yet told the father-in-law or the mother-in-law the test. They went and had them done, and they were like, like I said, it was just going to be like, oh, no, here's the DNA. It's really your grandkid. Ha, ha, ha. Stop with your little BS comments or I'm going to bitch slap you is what that was all going to be about. It was like shoving up mother-in-law's ass. Well, now you got the biggest thing to shove up the mother-in-law's ass. And she's like, now I feel bad. I did this to kind of shut my mother-in-law up. And now I have exploded their entire family. The son is furious. He wants to tell his dad. And then she's like, no, just calm, calm down first. And then we'll confront the issue. And the baby was just born and all kinds of stuff. So anyway... If someone in your family is suggesting that someone's a cheater, there's a high probability that's because they're a cheater. They're they're seeing themselves in the situation. They're like, oh man, I cheated on my husband and I bet she cheated on hers. That's probably not even my son's kid. That's what she's thinking. She was looking at her dirty self and projecting. So what is it? Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And this lady threw a big rock and broke all the windows. So think about that. Coming up next, speaking of something to think about, I'm going to tell you a story about a lady in Ohio that went to jail and, in my opinion, may have possibly just jumped on the express train to hell. But then again, I'm a believer in the Lord Jesus and stuff. I'll tell you what happened here. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Oh, it is that time of the year, my friends. Time for the outdoor season. Let's go! It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is, Mr. Andy Williams. It is the outdoor season. Everyone has got their bells on, and they will be singing and dancing and riding in the dirt. Not this weekend, but next weekend, just a little over a week away, Fox Raceway at Pala, the Big 49, will be out there. And an added bonus, if you are Southern California local, you can catch all these guys out riding the local tracks right now. I will tell you, all the KTM guys, that entire umbrella of KTM, Husqvarna, Gas Gas, those dudes are out at the local tracks. They're putting in time. I saw Kawasaki out there. There's a lot of dudes out at the local tracks, so get out there and get a glimpse if you can this week because next week they're going to be here. They're going to race at Fox, and then they're going to hit the road, and we won't see these guys around for a while. So the most wonderful time of the year when Outdoor kicks off right here in Southern California. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is the Stretch Show. Right now, we're going to go to Ohio. I'm going to tell you about a lady that, uh, well, she's going to be the last in line when it comes to getting into heaven, if you ask me. Uh, it's not my decision who gets to heaven. I'm not the judge and jury. I'm just going to report on a story. She is 26 years old. Her name is Laura Minyard. She's from Loveland. And she went to the Good Samaritan Hospital in Cincinnati. And all hospitals have a chapel inside of them, a, a church, a house of the Lord within the 
hospital. All hospitals have it. So if you are in there and you want to go reach out to God, you can go into the chapel and you can pray. Maybe your mother's in there. Maybe your son or daughter's in there. Your husband, your wife, your best friend. You often want to pray when you're in a hospital. There's nothing wrong with praying next to the bedside of, of a ill loved one. But a lot of people will go into church and a lot of times too there's people that are in the hospital for a long time and they'll go to church service on Sunday and they don't want to miss church so they will go there and praise God and they all have this little chapel inside of them so Miss Minyard is at the hospital she goes into the chapel and she decided you know what I'll show you God I'm guessing that's what she was thinking and she jumped up on the altar because, like I said, it, it, they're little chapels, but it's a real chapel, a real house of the Lord. And she jumped up on the altar and took a giant shit. And then there's a, you know what a runner is? The runner is that uh, ornate cloth figure that goes across the top of it. They usually will set that there. That's where they will uh, get the wine and the uh, bread ready for the Eucharist. And she pulled that down and wiped her ass with it. Yeah. And walked out of there. Like, all proud as a peacock. She also spread the poo all over the altar after she did it. And she wiped her butt with the cloth runner that was across the altar. And she also took some pictures that were in the chapel and used those to smear the poop all over the counter, too. Yeah, she's now facing a charge of desecration and has been booked into the Hamilton County Jail. $2,500 bond set to appear in court on May 25th. Officials did not disclose a motive. And here's something that I hear and I hear so often from non-believers and people that like to mock me for being um, a believer. Maybe you get this too, if, if you are, where people will come to you and they'll be like, there's no such thing as God. If there was such thing as God and Jesus, that's all baloney. If there was, there wouldn't be so much suffering in the world. There wouldn't be children in this hospital stricken with cancer if there were. I'm going to tell you something, and this is the truth. There is immense spiritual growth through suffering. If you look back, and I can do it in my own personal life, the times you have been closest to God, the times God has called you home to him, have been through horrible times in your life. You're not like, hey, I just won the lottery and I'm running around and I got a good life and I'm drinking beer with my friends and riding dirt bikes. That's not when you're thanking God. Some people do, but for the most part, you're like, man, I don't know what's going on, but this person has cancer, this person's this, I really need you right now, and you will get spiritual growth through that. I'm going to tell you an amazing story right now. An amazing human being who happens to be my cousin. My cousin, uh, Jinan, is now the head uh, pastor. I'm not sure what church it is, but it's it's in uh, Colorado near Denver. And she's from Alabama like everyone else in my family. And she has moved to Denver in this late change of careers in her life to where she is a pastor at a hospital. And the reason she is a pastor at a hospital is because her daughter was born with cancer and died at the age of five years old. And that is my little cousin Avery. And it was a horrible, horrible, horrible time in our family and for everyone to go through that. And to see my cousin come out the other side, not broken, not spiritually separated from God, but to become closer and to go out and to become a pastor and to make that her career now and to now be the head pastor of this hospital in Denver is how I know people grow through suffering and there you maybe someday you'll sit down with Jesus and be like why but when you look back on the backside you will see that growth I'm certain my cousin is is closer to God for that suffering and I don't know why it happens but I know it happens and I know it happens a lot and it happens with everyone so People that are like, I'm mad at God because my car got a flat tire. Or I'm mad at God because there's hungry people in the world. I can tell you, the word works, the uh, Lord works in mysterious ways. And when you suffer and when you're in bad times, a lot of times that is what brings you 
to God, and God wants nothing more in this world than to have all of his uh, children to him and having a relationship with him. And sometimes that, that that's when it happens. So, anyway, non-believers irk me, and non-believers that desecrate holy sites really irk me. I pray for this lady. I hope she is saved. I am Stretch. It's the Big 49. Coming up next, let's talk to uh, Justin Hill. Yeah, Justin Hill up on the podium for the first time in his 450 career. We'll do that next. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Over the weekend at the MXGP, a very rare freak accident resulted in death, and this was not the death of a rider. This was a photographer who was on the sidelines taking pictures. There was a crash on the track. A guy comes off his bike in the air. The bike then crashes through the barricade and hits some photographers. One photographer is injured and another named Simon Mitchell was killed. A guy that everyone seemed to love because one thing you'll know about moto when you're at these races, you kind of get to know everybody that's around you. The reporters, the photographers, the videographers, the race crew, and everyone is devastated at the passing of Mitchell. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBC is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show on a Thursday morning. Thank you for being here, getting ready for the weekend. Can't wait for Friday. Moto Man going to be up on the LCR, Last Chance Radio. I, I think he's on Kawasaki. I'm just saying. I think Moto Man is on Team Green. No disrespect to my Kawasaki friends out there. My, bro- my brother is flipping out right now. <laughs> Uh, hey, Buzz. How's it being on Team Green? Remember when you were in the LCR the last 37 times you raced? Buzz, remember that? When you couldn't accept you were no longer a racer? Remember that, Buzz? All right, I'm rubbing salt in the wounds. That's not very nice. Tell you about a lady now. Gonna go to Florida. I'm gonna get a Bitches Be Crazy, which I haven't done in a while. Right up there with a What the Florida. Because the two go hand in hand today. Dateline, Miami. Man has filed a police report going, hello, I've been robbed. And we got really good video of this hoochie mama. And she is a hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. Got the boobies hanging out. She was on full display when the man walked into the Dirty Rabbit Bar in Wynwood, Florida. You know what happens in Dirty Rabbit Bar? Dirty things, I'm guessing. Because that's where he met this young lady. She's like, hey, you live around here? He's like, yeah. By the way, this guy's flashed out. He's bling bling. My pinky ring cost about 50 bling bling. She's like, let's go back to your place. He said he went home with the lady. He mixed them both a drink. They had the drink. Next thing he woke up. Yep, one of those. He was not in a bathtub filled with ice missing a kidney. No! He was in a house where the safe was open and his $650,000 worth of Rolex watches and gold chains and bling bling was all gone. Bling bling. 650 grand, you got rolled. There's photo of the lady and they want to know if uh, anyone else has came across her. She's a little con artist. Good looking girl. Got giant boobies. They're, they're out of full display too. She wears booby shirts and she lures these men in and she apparently drugs them. And when she walks out of the house, by the way, she's got two solo cups in her hand. Those are the drinks that they had. I don't know why. If you got $650,000 worth of jewelry in your house, you didn't have, you know, maybe some nice glasses or something. But, hey, she's walking out into the elevator with her purse and the solo cups, and they got photos of her. Uh, they're saying she's taking the cup that she drank from because it had her DNA on it, and they don't want to get her DNA, and they know that. And she's taking the solo cup that he drank from because it's laced with drugs. They say anybody uh, that has any information on this lady to go to the Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers hotline and say, hey, they're pretty sure this lady's done this before or someone's going to look at this photo and recognize her. She's a little Amy, imagine Amy Winehouse, but cute with big boobs. That's what she's kind of looking like here and dressed like a tramp. That's what I'm seeing with this girl. So... Do you see a, a big booby bandit in Miami, Florida? That bitch be crazy. Stay away or you're going to get drugged and robbed. Yeah, you might even lose a kidney. Maybe she just spared the kidney this time. That is your what the Florida fistful of Florida today. 
right, coming up next. I know. I'm going to talk about the 5-0. The 5-0 cracking down on illegal dirt bikes. And I like what they're doing. This is happening in Maryland. And remember, these guys who just get on dirt bikes and quads and they race around and the police chase them. And then they cut through parks or across sidewalks and neighborhoods. It's very dangerous. When people try to stop them, they often run people over and then beat them. They have no respect for the law, for the safety of others, or for law enforcement. And then a little town in Maryland, they've got a new way to deal with it, and it's effective so far. I hope they roll this out in more places. We'll talk about it next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Our friends over at the World Supercross have announced a whole batch of riders that will not be participating in the outdoor season because they will be over in Europe getting down for the World Supercross. And there's some pretty big names in there. A friend of the 49, a dude you thought might have been retired. His name is Justin Brayton. Oh, hells no. He's racing World Supercross. Vince Freezy, the dirty dog for Sheezy, has recovered from that Achilles injury, and he's going to be racing. So is Enzo Lopes, the South American sensation. Our friend Chris Blose and Kyle Peters from the Arena Cross. But the biggest name they pulled outside of Kenny Roxon so far is this year's 450 Supercross Rookie of the Year, Colt Nichols going to be heading over to the World Supercross. So there's some big name riders out there. And this season, the World Supercross doing a full race schedule is going to be very interesting to watch. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is the Big 49. I told you I was going to tell you about how the Popo are getting those motorcycle riders, the guys that are riding the dirt bikes on the street. It's crazy that that's become such a thing. I've seen it right here in uh, Los Angeles twice blatantly now. A couple weeks ago, a dude on a YC450 just riding down Lincoln Boulevard in Venice right by a freaking cop on a motorcycle that did nothing. No helmet, just dropping out down freaking Lincoln Boulevard. And then uh, a couple of months ago, I was in way down past Hollywood. I don't know what area that is. Just before you get to downtown on Sunset Boulevard, I guess Elysian Park down towards Dodger Stadium. And I saw a pack of dudes on quads and dirt bikes doing the street takeover thing. And I was just like, damn. You hear about it everywhere, but until you actually see it, you're like, this is crazy. Well, police in Maryland, Hagerstown, Maryland, they're like, hey, we have an idea. So they went and bought a bunch of inexpensive drones, just little drones with cameras. Basically, what they've done is turn all of their police officers into helicopter pilots with some 20 drones. That's all it was. They bought 20 drones. They say they have 90 officers. They don't have enough for everyone yet. But every shift has multiple drones out. So it's now just like when, when you're a cop and you get your shotgun and you get your gear and everything in your bag and you check it out of the office and you go load your car up before every shift. In your bag now is a box with a drone in it. And those officers that have them in their car are trained to fly them and use them. And they started deploying them on these guys. So they had a chase where a bunch of guys on dirt bikes took off and ran from them. In fact, they crashed into a police officer's car on purpose and they got away. And then that cop goes, all right, here we go. And he popped the trunk, popped the drone, and they just followed him. And the dirt bikes are so loud, they don't know they're being followed by a drone. They just put the drone up in the air and they followed it. Sure enough, these dirt bikes all went back to a house. They parked the bikes in the back, like threw a little tarp over them, a little hiding them out, and went inside and thought, you know, ha, let's laugh and high five, and we just ditched the police and they can suck it. Next thing you know, knock, knock, knock. Hello, who is it? 5-0 is at the door. Open the door. You're under arrest, and voila. They can't run now. They're not going to get out the gate and get the bikes and get back out in the street. And they all got arrested. And they're saying so far they have seized 15 illegally operated motorcycles and made multiple arrests with just these 20 drones that they have on every shift. The drones are out. So any cop at any time could pull his car over. And if it goes for chasing a vehicle, too. They're like, I'm chasing it. You know what? This isn't safe. And what happens when they chase cars, the cars go faster and the cars can hit pedestrians or other cars and cause death or injury. So they just now... Flying high, like Ozzy. 
All right. You're going to run, pop the trunk, and deploy the drones. And then they're radioing in the drones. Everybody back in the control room can see dispatchers. All right, they know where what's going on. And now they've got video footage of it that is recorded. And they've got you doing your crime. They've got you running. And they've got you dead to rights once they bust you. And you are in trouble. So, I like this. Shout out to Hagerstown, uh, Maryland Police Department. Very, very cool stuff. Smart thinking. Not spending a lot of money. It's not like... The crazy military drones. They say these are cheap, inexpensive drones. In fact, if they lose one, I'll just throw it in the trash and go get another. It's no big deal. And they're picking bikes off left and right. So 15 bikes busted so far in their uh, new program of 20 drones. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Coming up next, final hour of the stretch show. We will rerun that interview with Aaron Plessinger from the Red Bull KTM team if you missed it. And... I got one other story about the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile changing their name, and I don't know if I'm very happy with it. It's the Wienermobile, mofos. Since I was a little kid, it's the Wienermobile. It's always going to be the Wienermobile. You change the name, I'm still going to call it the Wienermobile, just like I call Staples Center Staples Center now that you call it Crypto Voodoo, whatever the hell it is, dot com. All right. Get into all this next. It's the Big Fortnite. Big 49, it is a stretch show, wrapping it up for a Thursday. But before I go, I told you I had one more story. I don't know what happened, but the people at Oscar Mayer Wieners have changed the name of the Wienermobile. It is no longer the Wienermobile. That giant phallic-shaped symbol driving down the street made out of fiberglass that's really just a motorhome is no longer called the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. They say this could be a bait and switch. They could be uh, bringing you in. They're changing the recipe of their wieners for the first time ever. And they are now calling it the Frankmobile. I don't know if our friend Frank's going to be happy about that. Heidi and Frank shop. Shout out to Frank. I like those guys. They've always been cool to the Stretch RE. I never worked with them, but I know uh, they were all at Star right before I got there. And then they left uh, and they were at KLSX. Or they got fired and went to KLSX. And then I came in right after Danny did and was on the show with Jamie. So we have that, that overlapping thing, but... The Frank Mobile is out there, which is a giant phallic symbol driving down the freeway. They say it's the first uh, mix of their wieners in six years. Customers will soon be refreshed with packaging and a taste of more balanced flavor profile with their iconic beefy taste that is more delicious than ever. And to celebrate, they have renamed the Wiener Mobile the Frank Mobile because they now serve Oscar Mayer Franks, not wieners. I serve a wiener for you. That's a penis joke. So I don't know what to think. I'm getting out of here. Tomorrow's the Friday show. Very happy to get through the weekend. I have survived again. Thank you, God, for getting me through. I am very, very happy to have nothing to do this weekend. I am ecstatically happy. Got to get through that 31-hour day tomorrow, and then I will be free to sit around in my underwear and scratch my nuts for 48 hours, and I may do exactly that. So now I'm going to pack it up. I will be back tomorrow morning because it's what I do. I am the Stretch RE. I will talk to you then. Moto Man will talk to you tomorrow for the Last Chance Radio Show. He might even have Bookie Kyle with him this week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. you got to listen. Listen and win. Win nothing. Win the chance to listen some more. And please tell your friends and everybody you know. Everybody, tell them, hey, Big 49's all right. These guys are pretty damn good. They got good rock and roll. They're into motocross. They don't play a ton of commercials and ass rate my ears. No. We're taking on the big dogs, man. We are David, and we are battling Goliath every single day. If you help spread the word, it will help us, and we appreciate the hell out of it, man. I will talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.